Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young. I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL podcast. I'm here with my co-host Owen tonight. Uh, this past week was uh, week thir- week 12 in the NFL season. We're going on to week 13. Uh, Owen, what what uh, stood out to you this week um, in the NFL? Well, what stood out is that season flies by. I've mentioned that multiple times. We're already in the teens in terms of the season. Yes, and it stood out that there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL right now watching the early window on Sunday. That that, that stood out to me also. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting week. There are some really entertaining games that we'll get to here in a bit. Got some huge matchups, particularly one in the NFC coming up in week 13. So just keeps chugging along. Yeah, I, I like your comment there about the bad quarterback play. It's oh my god, very, very true. You know, and specifically in the uh, AFC uh, East uh, with the Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals. Um, the North, you mean? Yeah. yeah, North, North. You're right. Yeah, it's just hey, picking. It's improving, but it's still bad quarterback play overall. So hey, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence. We talked about the, how the Steelers fired Matt Canada last week. I don't think it's a coincidence that. First game without Matt Canada, they get 400 yards of offense. Now, they only scored 16 points, which isn't great. It was good enough to win the game uh, when you play Jake Browning. But they, they they moved the ball, which was not the case. So, I guess there's trends in the right direction. But, yeah, like, obviously injuries are are part of it. But, like, I, I, the, red zone on, the red zone on Sunday, the early window was just brutal. You're watching Mac Jones in, versus Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Gardner Minshew versus uh, Gardner Minshew, Bryce Young, Will Levis. It's just not. It just was. It was not a good product in the early window. Um, so yeah, no. Yeah. Just, that's the old man yells at cloud kind of thing that I'm putting out there. But I like the positive spin you had there at the end. Um, moving into uh, our week twelve headline, it's going to be a more positive subject. Um, we're going to ask the question right now, and I'll have you answer first. And then I'll go, who's the favorite to win the MVP right now? And some candidates I put down were Prescott, Hertz, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and in my opinion, Christian McCaffrey. I know we differ on that, but he would be an honorable mention for me. So yeah. who, who do you like? All right. So this is based who I think should win the MVP. And we talked about this. Right now. Right this second. Don't project. Yeah. Think about yeah. it right now. No. Right now. But two weeks ago, I said Miles Garrett. <laughs> he, he was my favorite. He's uh, He's a lot's changed. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. It's really tough. Right now, at this very moment, I can't believe I'm saying this. I go with Dak Prescott okay. right now, I think. Because I think he he has the numbers. He has the team record. This team's eight and three. He he's been he's had one bad game. He had that one disastrous game against the 49ers in week five. He's leading the top offenses in the league. He's doing that. Outside of that, like he's been by most metrics the best quarterback in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of scoffed that when Alex or one of our guests from a few weeks ago said that Dak was his MVP choice. I kind of scoffed and if I had a vote right now, I would give it to Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm in complete agreement with you, um, which is crazy to me because he did not hit a slow start to the season. And 
he has played kind of a cupcake schedule, and, and it's going to yeah. here here in a bit. Yeah. But that's I the one really push care. He's doing what he should. He's doing what he's supposed yeah. to, and he's looking great doing it. And the Cowboys right now, I think statistically have one of the better offenses in football. Um, points, yards, all that, passing yards, all mm-hmm. that. And for me, it came down to Prescott and Tyree Kill, um, which hurts behind him and the Mahomes. But um, I think with the thing is, right, if the Cowboys did not have Dak, they would not be a winning team right now. You know, they, they, they'd have Cooper Rush or Trey Lance, and they would just not be producing at the rate that they are now. And if the Dolphins lost Hill, I think they would probably still be in the same spot, you know, like, yeah, they have, they have really a, close a, lot, to it. a lot. Yeah. The quarterback position is just so valuable and that's the most valuable player. So I fit, I think it fits the best. Yeah, I tend to agree. So I like his the quarterback play has been down this year. That's why I said Miles. I mean, a defensive lineman's never going to win MVP. I, I I said Miles Garrett just kind of to prove a point, like about the quarterback play being down, but like, did, the, the guy, the best quarterback in the league should win the MVP during that season. Now, I don't think Dak's the best quarterback in the league, but I think when you look at the numbers. He's playing the best. He's playing. He's at this moment playing the best, but I'm not sure he's going to win, but right now he'd get my vote. I agree with you. I agree. All right, we're going to move into our uh, our week 12 recap games. Um, we're going to talk about the Packers and Lions first, and then we're going to talk about Jaguars, Texans, and then Bills and Eagles. So uh, this first game was a starter to me, starting to both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And you being a Packers fan, you're going to have a unique perspective on this, especially in terms of your quarterback and his future going forward. But the Packers go into Detroit and beat the Lions 29 to 22. And at one point, this game was a two score uh, game or more than that, actually three scores, 17 point lead. Yes. They had the game in hand and the Lions started coming back. You, you knew they weren't going to quit, but um, I'll have you start off on this one. Give me your thoughts on the game. Give me your thoughts. Um, you know, was this more of the Packers just playing better, or was this more about the Lions just not living up to their standard? I'm doing, I'm going to go in an unbiased view here. Uh, I mean, the Lions. It's the Lions on Thanksgiving. That I should have known when I made my pick there. Oh, I heard about it. you heard so, that stat about the waxing gibbous stage. No. So basically, when the moon is in waxing, give a stage, uh, they are like Owen, like twenty nine on Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, it's I mean, their last, that's wild. Their last Thanksgiving win was two thousand sixteen. I was a sophomore in high school, exactly. so it's been it's been some time. Um, so for the Packers, they're now five and six. They're one spot out of the playoffs, which is insane. If you told me that four weeks ago, I'd have called you nuts. Um, this is a big win for the Packers in terms of like their future outlook, maybe not for this season, but like what they can be maybe next season in the future. Now I still think this team can make the playoffs if like in terms of like being like a legitimate contender, that's what I'm kind of referring to here. This was the most, by far the most impressed I've been with Jordan love. Uh, This was the, because Jordan love has had some good performances this year, but this is the first time like he made some throws that like, they're not like throws that are like product of the scheme or guys just wide open. Like the throw he made to Jaden Reed on the first touchdown. Like that's, that was, did you see that one? Did you see that throw he made? To yeah, Jayden? it was a dime. It was fit between coverage. And that was insane. Like that was what Aaron Rodgers did for them. 
Um, I honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think this game was more about Green Bay, Mm -hmm. but there are concerns with the Lions. The Lions defense has been very bad ever since the bye. Uh, They gave up. They gave up only, I believe they gave 29, I say only, they gave 29 points in this game to an offense that prior to this game hadn't scored more, had only scored more than 20 once, I I believe. 20 or more points once since week two. And they gave up 29 in this game. They gave up points to the Bears. They allowed the Bears to move the ball. They gave up, I believe, 34 points to the Chargers. Uh, a couple weeks ago. So this defense has been vulnerable and that's why I, that's what I'm concerned. That's why at this very moment, I don't view them as top tier contenders. And I said something after they they had that win against the chargers, I said something along the lines of this team can win the super bowl. (sighs) I don't know if I still feel that way after watching this game. I think they're flawed. I still think they're very good. I still think Detroit's a good football team, but I do think they have flaws that will prevent them from winning the Super Bowl, such as their defense, such as the way Jared Goff performs when you get a good pass rush on him. Mm-hmm. And I think the Packers expose some weaknesses here, not taking any away from them. It was great. It was probably the most fun I've had watching this team since, gosh, maybe 2021. I mean, they weren't fun last year, most of last year. Mm-hmm. They have not been fun for a decent portion of this year. Like this looked like this was a very enjoyable watch for me and hopefully they can keep it rolling. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with you. I'm not panicking the Lions Super Bowl chances yet. I still think they're a phenomenal team. They can get to the I end. do too. I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm not, I'm not there yet. I mean, this could have been a, a lightning in the ball situation with the Packers, you know, Thanksgiving day prime yeah. time type, like not, not prime time, but like you're playing on the national stage. You know they're playing inside. Um, lines, lines, secondary, not, not ready for the challenge. So, um, I'm not there yet with the Lions. As for the Packers, um, I think this is a significant step forward for sure. Um, they're going to be pick, competing for the playoffs now, and they're kind of they're kind of on the same part with like I don't know in the AFC the Broncos. You know, Broncos. Yeah, uh, like competing for that last spot. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in that little like mush of teams. Um, and I don't know where they sit in, in that mush, probably at the bottom. Um, just because I feel like they're still a little bit unproven on offense. They still got work to do and they've still got more to prove and show people aren't going to just hop on that bandwagon right away after one game. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a great sign. Obviously you, you want to win and, they have the Chiefs next, and we'll talk about that game in a little bit. So that's gonna be yeah. very challenging. But and if they win that game, okay, then we're talking. We're talking about a team that could push for a seed. You know, um, mm-hmm. they could they could go above five hundred and be ten seven. You know, something like that. That looking like yeah. Chance. I mean, like especially when when you take into their because I we'll get to the Chiefs game in a bit. So I'll give my thoughts on that. Um, but like when you look at their schedule after this Chiefs game, Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears, like those are all very winnable football games. Very manageable. So, and they show that they can they in this game they can be a team that can that's capable of reeling off those wins, but they got to be able to do it. Um, so we'll just uh-huh. see what happens. And as for Jordan Love, like I think as of right now, he's at the very least earned the right to be the Packers quarterback next season. 
I don't know. It was obviously a great performance, um, but I've, I'm a lot more confident in him now than I was a month ago. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, they're in good hands right now, and he's not the reason that they're going to lose. You know, that's all you want from your quarterback at this stage. Um, you just want a good, good quarterback play and get a guy that can manage the offense and make plays, and he's doing that right now. He's making great throws. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on to our second game, uh, our second recap game of the week, uh, it was the Jaguars and the Texans. Um, and I'll start off on this one. Um, I thought that I think we both picked the Texans. We both got this wrong, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and I, I we both said it right. We could easily have seen this happen. This this scenario, yeah. this outcome, right? This game was a, a legit toss up, um, and the Jaguars eked out a twenty four twenty one win, and in a missed field goal by the Texans cost them, um, or, or also that, that game when it went to overtime. Then who knows what could happen? But um, I think. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well right now. He's not putting up huge stats, but he's playing very well. Um, mm-hmm. and they're not running the ball well, which is even more impressive that he's able to play that well. And not turning the ball over, not doing anything crazy, just running the offense well, efficiently, looking good doing it. Um, I've always liked Trevor Lawrence. I've, I've just like, I just like how he plays. Like I just like watching him play quarterback. I think he's very, very talented. I don't know if I'd take him above CJ yet, like he's not there yet for me, um, and you, you know he's a year ahead of him, two years ahead of him. Two years um, ahead of him. I still think I, I like if I want to start my franchise, I'm taking CJ Stroud. Um, at this point, just maybe a little bit more polished of a passer than Lawrence. Yeah, I think they're wherever you're doing, wherever you're like making the quarterback rankings. I think they're right next to each other. I think they yeah. have a lot of similar traits. I I think Stroud. <sighs> I think Stroud is does some things better. I think he's more accurate. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's a both of them. Like, I think Lawrence is better at he has better pocket presence. Like he's better at avoiding sacks than Stroud is. Um, yes, yes, he does. But he, he can run a little bit, not much, but a little yeah. bit. Stroud, Stroud's a statue. Stroud can move around. Like he, I wouldn't say he's a statue. Like he's not like a fast runner. He's not like a guy. He's gonna. He's not uh, a dual threat. I should say he's not, he doesn't pose any rushing threat. But like he's, he's a mobile. He's a mobile enough quarterback where he could present some issues to the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that combination of Stroud and Tank Dell right now is on fire. Oh my gosh, Tank Dell. I I was actually pretty high on him coming into the. And we're getting a little off base here, but like I was very high. It's all, on him. It's all related to this game. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good point. I was high on him when he came into the draft. Um, I did not anticipate him being. I mean, he's been the best rookie wide receiver this year. I would, I go as far as say he's been a top ten receiver in football this season. When you look at his numbers, I'm pulling up Tank Dell's stats right now. Um, he's for sure the best rookie wide receiver. Oh, he's in the group of Puka, Jordan Addison. His real, name's, his real name's Nathaniel, by the way. Yes, yes. I like so Tank Dell this season has 47 catches for 709 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's he's easily, barring injury, he's easily going to get to 1,000 yards here as a rookie uh, on a team that was not expected to do much. Um, and we'll get to the result of this game here in a bit. Uh, the, the Texans lost this game to Jacksonville. We both predicted them to win when their kicker, Matt Amendola, 
was was just short on a 58 yard field goal attempt. I thought it was going in, but it just it just just didn't have enough leg. Jaguars escape with a win. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now eight and three. Uh, the Texans fall to six and five. They are currently out of the playoff picture at this moment. If the season were to end today, they're the eighth seed in the AFC. Um, so a disappointing loss for Houston. But I mean, if you told a Texans fan before the year they'd be six and five at Thanksgiving, I think I think they would have taken that. Um, mm-hmm. but like Jack, I'll let you give your thoughts in the game, then I'll give my thoughts in the game and, and the prospects for each of these teams the rest of the way. Yeah, I'll make it quick. Um, so after that kicker missed that field goal, he got cut. Fifty yard field goal, and he had been pretty accurate this year, and he got cut. I so no, they're gonna they're gonna re-sign him. They cut him yeah. to like great cap space, and D'Amico Ryan said they plan on re-signing him, so he'll probably okay. later find that. Yeah, um, I yeah, I just saw that. I was like, damn, that's wild. Like Matt Amendola's his name. He, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a – it's going to I want to see if they've re-signed him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed him to their practice squad, so they waived him. He signed to their practice squad. I don't know if he'll be back on the active roster, but he's okay, back on the team. Is their so. starter still Fairbairn? Like, yeah, Kaimi Fairbairn's their starter. This guy was their backup kicker, so maybe may okay. Fairbairn healthy. but Yeah, he's been in league forever. <laughs> but yeah. – um, as far as the game, um, not much to take from it. Um, it's an impressive win by the Jags, obviously, uh-huh. but it's not the kind of win where it's like, okay, they're... oh my gosh, like this this team is gonna this team yeah. is probably yeah exactly yeah like I'll kind of like when the Jags won and beat the Saints, kind of like that, kind of like yeah, that. It, similar c- type of win on the road. Um, so I think you have to more you have to take more of this. You have to take more away from this from the Texan side. And not that I'm like thinking negatively about them now. I still hold high regard for them and their prospects for the season. I think it was just maybe a little blip on the radar. And it's just, it's a game that they could have easily won. And yeah. next week they face Denver, and that could be a win. That's going to be a toss up game again. But so they're, I think they'll be fine. I think both these teams are going to be fine. It's just, just a highly competitive game. Yeah. Um, good quarterback play, good wide receiver play. That's really about it. It's very team plays when they needed to. So I'm, yeah. I'm confident in both of these teams going forward. Yeah, like I, I don't really have major concerns about either one of these teams. Jacksonville, I kind of feel, I feel a little bit better about them because I said like, yeah, they have a good record, but like they're not that good before the game. I think they're a legitimately good team. I don't, I'm not sure how much of a contender they are, but like I, they're not a team that I like sign up to play in the playoffs. That's for sure. You wouldn't bet um, on them. You're not big on Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So they're kind of like a dark horse. As for Houston, tough loss, but like I, I still think they're that that's a the team's got a bright future, can still make the playoffs this year, but but has a big all of a sudden huge game against Denver. That game is in Houston uh, on Sunday. So well, I think we'll learn some more there. That's kind of feels like a game for both these teams that you gotta win, but like if you lose, you you just kind of like stay afloat. So, yeah, that's kind of my, my my main takeaway. Like, and it was it, it was a refreshing game considering the rest of the rest of the action in the early window on Sunday. Yeah, it, it was it was good. It was a great. Yeah. Game. 
moving on to our third and final matchup of the week. It was the Bills and the Eagles facing off and possibly the game of the year, possibly the game of the week. Um, you know, you, you had uh, both quarterbacks dueling it out and, and Hurts coming out on top. Um, and the Bills not making enough plays to win, um, going for that field goal. I, I agree. I agree with what they what they did going for the field goal instead of the touchdown because you know you had to get points. You cannot risk not getting points on that drive. Oh no, no, that's not the decision. I disagree. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But. Yeah, and then you had wow, Jake Elliott coming in and nailing that fifty five yarder in the rain. Incredible. Well, yeah. That's the best kicks of all time. Seriously. Not not hyperbole. Like when you consider the conditions, the length, it was pressure. It was, uh, the, yeah, the pressure, obviously. Like it, that was that was incredible. Jake Elliott's been doing that for quite some time now in yeah, Philadelphia. He's a complete stud. Uh but I'll I'll have you start on this one first, Owen, if you want to go ahead and talk about it. All right. So I'll start off with the Bills. I'll get to the Eagles here in a bit. So for the Bills, they they dropped to six and six. And we've been having this conversation about the Bills really for a decent portion of the year because they ever since they lost the game to the Patriots, we, we've kind of had this conversation about them. And we talked about them last week, like when they lost to Denver, like is is there like are they going to make the playoffs? Are they cooked? Then they had that big win against the Jets, but the Jets basically don't have a quarterback. It, you know, like it, it was just, yeah, nice win, but how much do you really learn about a team from that, a win like that? Buffalo in this game, I just think it'd be best. They're not going to do it before the season. I think they, I think they need to move on from their coach, Sean McDermott. I think it's obvious that like the window to win a Super Bowl with him as their coach is kind of passed and they need to move in a different direction. Uh, Josh Allen was incredible in this game. Josh Allen, I think, outplayed Jalen Hurts. I, I mean, I think definitely outplayed Jalen Hurts in this one. He had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He did throw an interception, but like it's hard to say he was the reason they lost the game. One thing that really sticks out to me is the Bills took the lead. He th- Allen threw a touchdown to Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. And then Elliott hit that 59-yard field goal, but it was not as time expired. There was still time on the clock. Mm. The Bills got the ball back with 20 seconds, and I believe – I don't know if they had a timeout. Did they have a timeout? Do you remember, Uh I don't think they did. Well, regardless if they did not, they got the ball back with 20 seconds. And instead of trying to get down the field and into field goal range, Sean McDermott elected just kneel the ball and just play for overtime. Where did they where did they get the ball after the kickoff? They got the ball. I was uh, saying, is that the decision you're really questioning? Because I feel yes. like I don't they got, the ball, they got the ball. They got the ball like their own it's only 20 seconds. You, you what that's three plays? And plus, you got to consider the conditions. Like, you don't want to turn yeah, the ball. Over. I know, but like playing for overtime there, like, uh, oh, and I'm not the only person who questions questioned this decision. Uh, I'm going to do some on the fly stuff right here to get some full details. Um, oh, you're good. But a if it's something that like you have to consider is that going into that game, the Bills in the Josh Allen era were. 
0-5 in overtime. They're not 0-6. They've never won a game in overtime. They've bad. They've had bad luck there. Um, but you're. Pl- I, I just don't understand like why you wouldn't even like. You have Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a guy who's perfectly capable of driving his team down the field and getting at least a somewhat makeable field goal to get into field goal range. True. And they just knelt on the ball. He did it in a game against the Lions last year on Thanksgiving. They, they was a similar situation. They had the ball, their own side of the field, not many, t- I, I think maybe one or less timeout with a roughly 20 to 25 seconds. Allen hit a huge pass to Diggs, and they they kicked the field goal and won the game. So I just don't understand that, that decision. And I don't think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. I really don't. It's unfortunate because I want to see Josh Allen in the playoffs. I think Josh Allen's a great player. And I'd rather see him in the playoffs than a guy like Kenny Pickett or whoever the Browns have at that point. But like, I just don't see a scenario where they get there. Like, Because when you look at their – they're on their bye this week. They have the Chiefs in Arrowhead after that. They have the Cowboys after that. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little easier. You have the Chargers – the Dolphins, and then the Pats. No, Chargers, Pats, Dolphins. I was out of order. But still, like it kind of leads to our next point. Like It feels like we asked this. It's kind of Groundhog's Day. We ask this question every time. Do you think it was this the dagger in the Bills' playoff hopes? Are you finally burying them in terms of making the playoffs? Nope, not yet. Not yet. Wow. Just because of uh, – just because they got Josh Allen and – yeah, that's true. Coaching staff and stuff like that. I'm not ready yet. Um, they fall to an, what are they? You said they're what record do they have they're, right now? They're six and six. Okay. If they fall to six and eight, then okay, I'll be out. But okay. So uh, if, they lose, if they lose two more games, you're out. Yeah. If they lose uh, these next two games against Kansas City and Dallas, you're out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I could see them being the Chiefs, believe it or not, but I don't think it's impossible. I mean, like if you have Josh Allen, you have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But it's just been like they've just found weight. Did you know they they have a plus one hundred point differential and they're six and six? It just shows that they've found ways to lose games that they've had no business losing this year. Yep. It's been a, it's been a case all year. I'm gonna I've talked enough. I'll let you give your thoughts on this game. Your prospects for each of these two teams. Um oh, you're good. Yeah, uh, I feel like cover the bases pretty well. I can't really say add too much to it, but like you said, um, great game, uh, back and forth affair. Jalen Hurts putting the game on his shoulders and you know presenting his MVP case um, with his performance. Uh, started the game off slow, uh, but finished the game off with five touchdowns. Yeah, and it was just an all-time great performance in my opinion. And in, in terrible conditions, which made it more impressive. Yeah, um, I forgot to mention. We did, we did mention that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was just a great NFL game, you know. And yeah, I think you know, obviously the Eagles are still. My opinion on that hasn't changed at all this year. No, no, not my. That's why I didn't really talk about the Eagles. Like they're the best team in the uh, NFL, and I, I still I mean them winning this game kind of reaffirmed that. Um, so I kind of, I think this game is a little bit more about the bills, just finding a way to lose. But with all that said, you know, I've kind of slandered the bills enough. This was a great game. This was the game of the year, in my opinion. Um, 
in a, in a year where there's been like some boring games, maybe a few more boring games. You like to see this game showed why football is still the best sport just mm-hmm. back and forth came down to the end. And it just, the Eagles just showed why, why we, <laughs> why we picked them to win the Super Bowl and why we stuck with them all year. They just find ways to win. And this was game, which is another further example of that. Yeah. One more, one more point to add. The Bills very easily could have won this game. Oh my gosh. They probably should have. I would say they should have won this game. They that throw that Allen had to Davis. Just Yes, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um so when over overtime, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Allen if it was just miscommunication, which it sure looked like it was, if Davis yeah. ran the wrong route, if Allen threw it to the wrong spot, I have no idea what happened there. But I mean Man, that was the game. They would have if Davis was in the spot I expected him to be. And I trust Allen more than I trust Davis, by the way. So I'm gonna assume he Allen's in the right. Mm-hmm. That's the game. The Bills win a huge game on the road, and we're talking about them a lot differently right oh, now yeah. than than we are. Because they'd be seven and five, which is not great, but like two game winning streak going into their bye, beating Philadelphia on the road. Mm-hmm. There's a very different narrative about them, but they found a way to lose. And that they can do that on the road and beat a team like yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. You're, you're very right about that. And the Bills have too high of standards to give them moral victories. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all in all, fantastic game. Um, and that was that was a great watch for sure. Moving into our final segment of the recap of week twelve. Uh, Owen and I are going to give our players of the week and Owen, I'll have you start out on this one. I think I have a sneaky feeling of who your player is going to be. Uh, is it, is your, is your feeling Jordan love? Yes, that is correct. Jordan love is my player of the week. Uh, Jordan love against the Detroit lions on Thanksgiving, pulling up his stat line right now. Um, had completed 68% of his passes through for 268 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions for a pass rating of 125.5. Uh, I would say the best performance of his career on the road against a team that was previously eight and two showing that he can be the franchise, the franchise quarterback for the Packers. Um, great performance by Jordan love. He is the player of the week for me in week 12. Okay, so uh, on the fly, I had Jordan Love as well, but I changed it. Um, on the fly, I had to find a player that I felt like had a great performance, and I am going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Not super confident about it, but uh, all circumstances given, uh, I picked him. You know, leading his team on the road, getting a win. He had 364 yards passing, very impressive, with a touchdown and a pick. But I don't think the pick cost them that much, so I don't think that's super relevant. Um, and his rating was ninety point two, so uh, I think yeah, it's really solid performance from him. And uh, I can't, I just couldn't think of any other many other players. I feel like this yeah. is a bleh. Lawrence, I, I, wanted, I didn't want to go with Hurts, you know, like yeah, because the first that first half was kind of rough. Um, yeah. I would have gone with I might have gone with Josh Allen if the Bills won, but like I I really I don't usually go with players who lose as unfair as that might be. Um, but I'm going to give Josh Allen a shout out there. Uh, he did everything he could for the bills to win that game. And it just, it just, just didn't work out. 
and it, it has just been the case for them all year. Uh, moving into week 13, um, we will start with tomorrow night's game between two NFC playoff hopefuls. One of them is a playoff lock, essentially. The other one is a playoff hopeful, and that is the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night football. Um, the Cowboys, uh, this we'll see if they can beat a team with a winning record, which they have not done all year. That has been talked to at nauseum at this point, how they have yet to beat a team with a winning record. As for the Seahawks, they are trying, they're on a bit of a skid here. They got blown out. I wouldn't say blown out, but were largely uncompetitive on Thanksgiving against the 49ers lost the Rams week before that. So they're trying to get back on track here a little bit. Uh, Jack, I'll let you start this one off. Your thoughts on this game. Who do you think is going to win? Why do you think they're going to win? And you, some matchups you're going to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we got Seahawks and the Cowboys. Um, Thursday night football. Uh, we got Geno Smith versus Dak Prescott. We got, uh, we got the Cowboys wide receivers versus the Seahawks DBs. Very good unit. Um, and we got the Seahawks wide receivers against Deron Bland. Who has? Oh the yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can look at another pick six. Yeah, I think the single season record um, for pick sixes in a year—that's pretty significant. Um, yes. He's a lockdown corner right now, um, and so is Devon Witherspoon. Um, so that—that's I, I think the most interesting matchup of the game is CD Lamb versus him and Terry Woolen, um, and just the Cowboys wide receivers in general. Um, I, I feel like that's the matchup to watch in this game. Um, I feel like CD's going to win uh, because he always gets production. You know, you look at who he's faced and just the numbers he's put up. So that that's the matchup to watch for me in this game. Um, I'm honestly, I don't see any way that the Cowboys lose this game, if I'm being real. Um, kind of like when the Seahawks were facing the 49ers, I don't see any way that I didn't see any way that the 49ers were going to lose that one. I feel the same way about the Cowboys here. I feel like it's a very similar situation um, to where it could get ugly and then the Seahawks come back in, gar- in garbage time. Um, I don't know. Like it could be close. Um, short week, all that, all that factoring in. Um, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys here uh, to win. Um, and eh, I wouldn't call it a blowout, but 31 to 17. Okay. I tend to agree. And by the way, Tariq Woolen uh, got benched on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know why? I don't know. Like he's, he has not been as good this year as he was last year. Um, well, so we'll see if, how much he plays tomorrow. Uh, I kind of agree. No, you're good. I kind of agree with you. Like this, the Cowboys, I think are a much better team. I don't really see a situation where, the Seahawks coming off two straight losses, go on the road and win that game. Um, Geno Smith has not been as good this year. Uh, I think the Cowboys defense could create some issues for him. And I think um, the Seattle's receivers are good. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Jackson, JSN uh, had that, see that catch he made against the 49ers. He's come on a little bit as of recent. So I think they could maybe get to get theirs against the Cowboys defense a little bit, but I don't think it'll be enough. I really don't think it'll be enough. Like, I don't think there's not many matchups in this game that favor Seattle. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just think they're going to need to play a perfect game to win this game. One of two things will need to happen for them to win. They'll need to play a perfect game or the Cowboys will just need to like, just, just not show up, just have a no show, just have like an awful performance, which could happen. 
but that usually only happens against great teams. The Seahawks are not a great team. They're six and five. I think their play is pretty representative of that. They're the so, AFC's Bills or NFC's. Eh, the Bill, the Bills are a better team than Seattle in terms of, in terms of record. In terms of record, I guess. Um, I think they're probably more comparable to a team like the, the Browns or the Steelers. Uh, anyways, Fair. I kind of I kind of agree with you. Like Seattle is respectable enough where they'll keep it competitive for about maybe two and a half quarters, but I think Dallas pulls away at the end. I'm gonna go Dallas thirty, Seattle twenty with a garbage time field goal. Moving into our second matchup of our Week 13 preview. Um, we have another NFC matchup with the 49ers traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles for another home game for Philadelphia here. So that's two straight um, against good teams. Um, oh, and give me your thoughts on this game, some matchups you'd like, some matchups you want to watch, um, your thoughts and your pick for this one. So I, I, I cannot wait for this game. Like this this is, has game of the year potential in terms of like excitement. <laughs> I think these are two of the three best teams in the league. By far and away, the two best. Eh, I think definitely the two best teams in the NFC at this moment. So I'm very excited for this. It's interesting because when, when man, I'm trying to think about how to word this. These two teams like have very few weaknesses. So it's kind of like there's, there's some matchups where like a team plays each other and they can exploit that. Um, Philadelphia is a great offensive line. Well, San Francisco has a great pass rush. Um, I do think Philadelphia's pass rush can get can exploit San Francisco's pass blocking a little bit. That's kind of one area where they're not as good at. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of matchups, I think it's so even, it's kind of hard to like think about which team has a clear advantage. I, when I look at this though, I think... The 49ers are going to want to win this game based on what happened in the NFC Championship last year because they talked all that about how they would have won that game if Purdy did not get hurt in the first drive of the game, the AFC NFC Championship game. And I think they're going to want to prove that. And I think another factor in here that's really underrated is the rest factor. The 49ers played on Thanksgiving, which is over a week ago, in, 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 in relative to when this game is going to be played, whereas... The Eagles had to play overtime, almost a full overtime period. So the, the 49ers will be more rested. I think the 49ers are going to go in there and win. I think they're, they have the motivation. They have the rest. I still think the Eagles are better. And I still think if they were to meet in the playoffs, I would pick Philadelphia. But in this particular game, I'm going to pick San Francisco. I think it's going to be a great game. Wow. I think San Francisco's win 27 to 24 on a last second field goal. Wow. I like the boldness. Not really. Because I think these are the two best in terms of like talent. These are the two best rosters in football. Um, The one area where each team can be vulnerable is Philadelphia can get pressure on Purdy. San Francisco's linebackers and athleticism on the defensive side with Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. They can create problems for Philadelphia's run game. They could contain Jalen Hurts. Um, their secondary is not outstanding, so I, I do think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith could get theirs a little bit. Um, but I just think I just think the 49ers are going to win this game. I just have a gut feeling, and I think that's kind of largely due to the Eagles are coming off such an emotional, grueling victory. 
So that's that's kind of my thought process here. I like it. I like the boldness there. Um, I, I like your reasoning for that. I, I, you're you've almost convinced me to pick the 49ers here, but I think I'm going to have to stick with the Eagles. Um, it's kind of for me. It's kind of like okay until they show me that they won't win these types of games. True. I'm going to keep picking them. Like yeah, because they true. played they played the Cowboys. They played solid teams. Now the 49ers are better than the Cowboys, but. Uh, that's similar. You get my drift. Like, uh, yeah. until they show me that they cannot win this type of game, I'm just going to keep rolling with the Eagles because they've shown that they, they can beat teams like this and they can win in about any way that they need to. Um, and so I don't, when I, ter- when I think about this game and like how it's going to go and like what kind of an out- output we're going to get, I want to say it's going to be like high scoring, but like then a part of me is telling me, okay, it could be defensive. Mm-hmm. It could be a slugfest, you know, kind of like, the mid twenties, like you said, yeah. um, uh, I, so I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles, um, matchups. I like for the Eagles. I like e- the Phillies wide receivers on yeah. San Fran's. I mentioned that a little bit. Their San Fran secondary is nothing to write home about. No, it's solid. It's good. It's okay. It's a, it's a respectable secondary, but Ward and Ward locked up Metcalf, but nobody's going to lock up AJ Brown and, Smith, that's that's not going to happen. So um, that's a matchup I like for the Eagles. Um, I want to see Swift more involved. I feel like last week he wasn't super involved. Um, but that's going to be tough against this 49ers run defense. Um, as for the 49ers side, uh, matchups I think they can exploit. Um, obviously, the F- Philadelphia secondary. But I, I, they don't have as good wide receivers. So, you know, there, there's cracks everywhere they're not perfect but uh they're gonna be running they're gonna stick to the run um so i it's gonna be competitive um it's i think purdy is more likely to make a mistake than hurts so that's an edge for me so i'm gonna go with the eagles um 23 to 20 san fran this is a solid pick and that's a good pick and i like your sentiment like until the eagles don't win one of these games they'll keep picking them Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like I, I, I think I think it's be a great game, and I cannot wait to watch. This is the game that honestly, when the schedule came out, I was looking forward to the most, even more so than Eagles Chiefs a, a couple weeks or last week, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, these are these are like the two most talented teams in football, and I think they're going to show this in this game, and I can't wait. Um, moving on to the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs. Uh, they play on Sunday Night Football against my Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Uh, the Chiefs got back on track with a win against the Raiders. Uh, did not start well for them, but they outscored the Raiders 31-3 to for the rest of that game to move to 8-3 and on the year. The Packers have won three out of their last four games. They are now 5-6. and six. So, an interesting matchup here. I'll, I'll kind of start. Um, an interesting matchup in terms of like you know, my favorite team's playing on Sunday night football against the Chiefs, yada, yada, yada. I have no expectations for the Packers to win this game. None. Um, now, I didn't have any expectations for them to beat the Lions, but the Chiefs are not the Lions. And Kansas City, so Nick, you know Nick Wright on FS1? Yes. So he's a huge Chiefs fan. And when Josh Jacobs had this long touchdown run, 
to put the Raiders up 14 nothing. And he tweeted, that run by Josh Jacobs is going to is going to bring the Chiefs out of their offensive funk because they they were struggling offensively a bit for a few weeks. And sure enough, they scored 31 points uh, in basically three quarters. Their offense moved up and down the field. The Packers defense is not great. Uh, and if they don't get pressure, their Packers defense stinks. I fully admit that. Um, Mahomes is very difficult to sack. He can evade pressure really well. And the Chiefs have a phenomenal offensive line. So it's going to be harder to get pressure on him. The pass defense is very vulnerable. I think Travis Kelsey could have a big game. Um, I take no pleasure in saying this, but I I think the Chiefs are going to keep rolling. I think they found something offensively in this past game. Um, And the Chiefs defense struggled a bit relatively last week, but I think Jordan Love could have some problems there. Chris Jones and their the Heather pass rush could create some issues for him. Um, so I, I have very low expectations for this one. I'm going to go Chiefs 34, Packers 20, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I like the way you, that you let in with this game, and you said that the Chiefs are not the Lions, which I agree with. The Chiefs are more experienced and the head coach who's been in the situation. And I'm not saying the Chiefs are better than the Lions because I don't think they are. Um, but you don't think I, the Chiefs are better than the Lions? No, I don't. I think the Lions are better. Um, really? The Lions beat them, right? Let's remember that. It was in week one and Kelsey and Jones didn't play. <laughs> I still, I think the Chiefs are better. That's my opinion. Um, not by much. Or sorry, the Lions are better. Not by much. It's obviously razor thin. But I, I, I just... I don't think the Chiefs will lose a game like this. Like I just can't see. I cannot see yeah. the Packers doing this twice in a row. They already got their 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 embarrassing loss out of the way when they lost to Denver, um, mm-hmm. and it's less embarrassing now. Now that Denver's the hottest team in football, um, mm-hmm. I just don't see a scenario like the Chiefs don't lose to inferior teams often. This will this will continue. Exactly. Uh, and I, I agree to disagree on your opinion on the Chiefs and the Lions, but we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, we can re- we can revisit that then. But yeah, I I just I just more confident in the Chiefs. Um, still questioning the Packers a little bit, although they're improving. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be enough um, in this game. So yeah, I think I I think I'm going to agree with you on that pick. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs will score 34. I think it's going to be more like. 27 i'll say i'll say 27 i'll say they score 27 and i'll say the packers score uh let's say 17 say 27 to 17 it's going to be hard for the packers to score on that chiefs defense um i do think the chiefs defense is better than the lions so um that that's that's what i see with that game all right that kind of wraps it up for well, our 13th episode this is really our 13th episode wow we have our last uh, segment. we have our last segment here we do that's what i was going to lead into there so we in the preseason we made our predictions for um the awards that are not mvp which would be offensive player of the year defensive player of the year rookie of the year uh are we doing offensive and defensive rookie of the year just rookie okay just best rookie just pick one yeah Okay, fine. And then coach of the year <laughs> revisited. So, um, only because I don't pay attention to the defensive rookies as much. Yeah, that fair's fair. Um, so I'm gonna just run through our preseason predictions. So, so your preseason predictions, you had Justin Jefferson winning offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. You, you had 
Miles Garrett winning Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, Jameer Gibbs as Rookie of the Year, and Nick Sirianni as Coach of the Year. While I had Tyreek Hill as Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Micah Parsons as the Defensive Player of the Year, Bijan Robinson as the Rookie of the Year, and then Doug Peterson as the Coach of the Year. So we'll revisit that. I'll let you go first. Okay. Those award winners with six weeks left to go in the regular season. So, right now, uh, like I said earlier, my my MVP, which is different than the offensive player of the year, let's make that clear. Yeah, uh, is Dak. Yep. Um. So I'm not going to pick the same for my OP offensive. Okay. Just gonna yeah. lay that out there. So for my OP of the year, uh, it's Tyreek Hill. Um. Not going to say a lot about that. Just putting up ridiculous numbers week after week. Um, and I honestly see it continuing and him breaking 2,000 yards. Um, so that's going to be one of the best wide receiver seasons we've ever seen. Um, so that, to me, gives him qualification to be the offensive player of the year in the league. Um, for my defensive player of the year, it's TJ Watt right now. Um, it. I was going to pick Miles Garrett. I was going to still go with Miles Garrett, but he's hurt now. So that's more of like a projection going forward. Like he's not going to be as healthy. So I think TJ yeah. Watt's going to have the most impact and they're going to be fighting for the playoffs. So he's going to be a big game, big games making an impact for his team. Um, I couldn't really, I couldn't really think of many other players um, for, for defensive player of the year. I always think of like Ed, Ed rushers, you know, guys who can, create pressure and, and sacks because I feel like that's the biggest like if you can sack the, the quarterback you're just going to lock down their offense you know so that's my defensive player of the year my rookie of the year is CJ Stroud big surprise um, didn't expect this from him didn't expect him to put up these kinds of numbers that he's doing right now uh, as far as my preseason pick with Gibbs he's playing amazing too but I just I think Stroud is playing better so yeah, and Gibbs Gibbs kind of was sitting behind. He splits carries with Montgomery, so it's kind of more difficult for him. Yeah, and with Bijan, I mean, that's just on the coaching staff. They're not managing him right. They're not giving him all the carries that they should be. So you can't you can't use him there. Um, and my coach of the year, this one was hard for me. Um, I, I debated a few names, but I went with Dan Campbell. Okay. Um, now the Lions had they had high expectations going into the year. And you think with the coach of the year, that does more with less, and they have lower expectations, and, and they outperform them. I get that, but I couldn't think of many names that were outproducing. Um, you know, you think of Sean Payton, you think of uh, maybe right now Kevin O'Connell is doing a really good job because he doesn't have his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, that's a hard thing to do, and he's still finding a way to win. You, you put him you put him in there you put maybe Doug Peterson you could put maybe D'Amico Ryans I just felt like Dan Campbell is doing the best job of any coach right now um with his roster and his situation so and I just really like him as a coach I just like what yeah. he does how, how his coaching style and how passionate he is about it and it's leading to wins and it's leading to um just success so that's those are my picks yeah, right. those are all those are all good picks, man. Um, so I agree. We are we talked to this beginning. My MVP at this moment is Dak. Uh, my offensive player of the year, I am in, in agreement. 
Tyree Kill. I mean, he. I mean, if he gets to two thousand yards, I mean, I think it's a wrap. Yeah, I think he's easily the mm-hmm. offensive player of the year at this moment. For my defensive player of the year, I am going to. Stick if with not, <laughs> if, I'm not going to stick with Micah. He's been good this year, obviously. I'm going to if he's not seriously hurt, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like his injury was less serious than originally anticipated. So I'm going to go with Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year right now. Okay. Um, for Rookie of the Year, I mean, I'm it's obvious it's C.J. Stroud, barring barring him collapsing in the last six weeks. Um, I think he's got it. He's got it wrapped up at this point. Uh, so C.J. Stroud is my Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. This will be interesting. So I originally picked Doug Peterson. He'd be a decent choice. I Me mean, as Jacksonville at eight and three. Um, I'm going to stay away from the guys who like are doing well, but everyone expected them to do well, like Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan. Damn, yeah. Um, Dan Campbell's a good choice that you had. And I'm also going to stay away from the guys who I'm not certain are going to make the playoffs, like. Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans. Um, Coach of the year. I'm going to have to go at this moment. I'm going to have to go with Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. They're okay. seven and four. Their their offense is straight out of 1925, <laughs> and they're seven and four, and they're likely, barring a collapse, going to make the playoffs with no offense. And a quarterback that's thrown six touchdown passes in eleven games. So Mike Tomlin is my coach of the year at this moment because he is massively overachieving with that Steelers team. I like that pick a lot. That I like that better than mine now. That's better. Um, I mean, your pick was still good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I just I like your motive better on it. Um, though, yeah, those are go both good picks by us and. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out at, being, at the end of the season. And I think out of all of those picks, just to wrap this segment up, Stroud is probably the most solid. Maybe Tyreek. Stroud. I think Tyreek, barring injury, I think is offensive player of the year, pretty close to wrapped up at this point. Yep. So it's going to be fun to watch them play and, and see how this, all these games play out. And I'm excited for week 13. For sure. All right. Good talking I- ball. Yeah. Yeah, good talking ball as always. And that's going to wrap it up for the latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. It's been really fun talking football. And uh, thank you to everybody listening, and we will see you next time.